0: book ten chapters one to ten of the confessions by st augustine translated by e b pusey this librivox recording is in the public domain read by marianne book ten having in the former books spoken of himself before his receiving the grace of baptism in this augustine confesses what he then was but first he inquires by what faculty we can know god at all whence he enlarges on the mysterious character of the memory wherein God, being made known, dwells, but which could not discover Him. Then he examines his own trials under the triple division of temptation, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride, what Christian constancy prescribes as to each, on Christ the only mediator, who heals and will heal all infirmities. CHAPTER One let me know thee o lord who knowest me let me know thee as i am known power of my soul enter into it and fit it for thee that thou mayest have and hold it without spot or wrinkle this is my hope therefore do i speak and in this hope do i rejoice when i rejoice healthfully other things of this life are the less to be sorrowed for the more they are sorrowed for and the more to be sorrowed for, the less men sorrow for them. For, behold, thou lovest the truth, and he that doeth it cometh to the light. This would I do in my heart before thee in confession, and in my writing before many witnesses. Chapter 2 And from thee, O Lord, unto whose eyes the abyss of man's conscience is naked, what could be hidden in me, though I would not confess it? For I should hide thee from me, but not me from thee. But now, for that my groaning is witness, that I am displeased with myself, thou shinest out, and art pleasing, and beloved, and longed for, that I may be ashamed of myself, and renounce myself, and choose thee, and neither please thee nor myself, but in thee, to thee therefore o lord am i open whatever i am and with what fruit i confess unto thee i have said nor do i it with words and sounds of the flesh but with the words of my soul and the cry of the thought which thy ear knoweth for when i am evil then to confess to thee is nothing else than to be displeased with myself but when holy nothing else than not to ascribe it to myself because thou o lord blesseth the godly but first thou justifieth him when ungodly my confession then o god in thy sight is made silently and not silently for in sound it is silent in affection it cries aloud for neither do i utter anything right unto men which thou hast not before heard from me nor dost thou hear any such thing from me which thou hast not first said unto me CHAPTER three. What then have I to do with men, that they should hear my confessions, as if they could heal on my infirmities, a race curious to know the lives of others, slothful to amend their own? Why seek they to hear from me what I am, who will not hear from thee what themselves are? And how know they, when from myself they hear of myself, whether I say true? seeing no man knows what is in man but the spirit of man which is in him but if they hear from thee of themselves they cannot say the lord lieth for what is it to hear from thee of themselves but to know themselves and who knoweth and saith it is false unless himself lieth but because charity believeth all things that is among those whom knitting unto itself make it one i also o lord Will in such wise confess unto thee that men may hear to whom i cannot demonstrate whether i confess truly yet they believe me whose ears charity openeth unto me but do thou my inmost physician make plain unto me what fruit i may reap by doing it for the confessions of my past sins which thou hast forgiven and covered that thou mightest bless me in thee changing my soul by faith and thy sacrament when read and heard stir up the heart that it sleep not in despair and say i cannot but awake in the love of thy mercy and the sweetness of thy grace whereby whoso is weak is strong when by it he became conscious of his own weakness and the good delight to hear of the past evils of such as are now freed from them not because they are evils but because they have been and are not with what fruit then o lord my god to whom my conscience daily confesseth trusting more in the hope of thy mercy than in her own innocency with what fruit i pray do i by this book confess to men also in thy presence what i am now not what i have been for that other fruit i have seen and spoken of but what i am now at the very time of making these confessions divers desire to know who have or have not known me who have heard from me or of me but their ear is not at my heart where i am whatever i am they wish then to hear me confess what i am within whither neither their eye nor ear nor understanding can reach they wish it as ready to believe but will they know for charity whereby they are good telleth them that in my confessions i lie not and she in them believeth me chapter four but for what fruit would they hear this do they desire to join with me when they hear how near by thy gift i approach unto thee and to pray for me when they shall hear how much i am held back by my own weight to such will i discover myself for it is no mean fruit o lord my god that by many thanks should be given to thee on our behalf and thou be by many entreated for us. Let the brotherly mind love in me, what thou teachest is to be loved, and lament in me, what thou teachest is to be lamented. Let a brotherly, not a stranger, mind, not that of the strange children whose mouth talketh of vanity, and their right hand is a right hand of iniquity, but that brotherly mind, which when approveth, rejoiceth for me, and when it disproveth me, is sorry for me, because whether it approveth or disproveth, it loveth me. To such will I discover myself. They will breathe freely at my good deeds, sigh for my ill. My good deeds are thine appointments and thy gifts, my evil ones are my offences and thy judgments. Let them breathe freely at the one, sigh at the other, and let hymns and weeping go up into thy sight out of the hearts of my brethren, thy censers. And do thou, O Lord, be pleased with the incense of thy holy temple, have mercy upon me according to thy great mercy, for thine own name's sake, and no ways forsaking what thou hast begun, perfect my imperfections. This is the fruit of my confessions of what I am, not of what I have been, to confess this not before thee only in a secret exultation with trembling and a secret sorrow with hope but in the ears also of the believing sons of men sharers of my joy and partners of my mortality my fellow-citizens and fellow-pilgrims who are gone before or are to follow on companions of my way these are thy servants my brethren whom thou willest to be thy sons my masters whom thou commandest me to serve if I would live with thee, of thee, but this thy word were little did it only command by speaking, and not go before in performing. This then I do in deed and word, this I do under thy wings. In over great peril were not my soul subdued unto thee under thy wings, and my infirmity known unto thee. I am a little one, but my father ever liveth, and my guardian is sufficient for me for he is the same who begat me and defends me and thou thyself art all my good thou almighty who art with me yea before i am with thee to such then whom thou commandest me to serve will i discover not what i have been but what i now am and what i yet am but neither do i judge myself thus therefore i would be heard Chapter 5. For Thou, Lord, dost judge me, because although no man knoweth the things of a man, but the spirit of a man which is in him, yet is there something of man, which neither the spirit of man that is in him itself knoweth, but Thou, Lord, knowest all of him who hast made him. Yet I, though in Thy sight I despise myself, and account myself dust and ashes, yet know I something of Thee. WHICH I KNOW NOT OF MYSELF, AND TRULY NOW WE SEE THROUGH A GLASS DARKLY AND NOT FACE TO FACE AS YET. SO LONG, THEREFORE, AS I BE ABSENT FROM THEE, I AM MORE PRESENT WITH MYSELF THAN WITH THEE, AND YET I KNOW THEE, THAT THOU ART IN NO WAY PASSABLE. BUT I, WHAT TEMPTATIONS I CAN RESIST, WHAT I CANNOT, I KNOW NOT. AND THERE IS HOPE, BECAUSE THOU ART FAITHFUL, who wilt not suffer us to be tempted above that we are able, but wilt with the temptation also make a way to escape, that we may be able to bear it. I will confess then what I know of myself. I will confess also what I know not of myself, and that because what I do know of myself I know by thy shining upon me, and what I know not of myself. So long know I not it, until my darkness be made as the noonday in thy countenance chapter six not with doubting but with assured consciousness do i love thee lord thou hast stricken my heart with thy word and i loved thee yea also heaven and earth and all that therein is behold on every side they bid me love thee nor cease to say so unto all that they may be without excuse but more deeply wilt thou have mercy on whom thou wilt have mercy and wilt have compassion on whom thou hast had compassion. Else in deaf ears do the heaven and the earth speak thy praises. But what do I love, when I love thee? Not beauty of bodies, nor the fair harmony of time, nor the brightness of the light so gladsome to our eyes, nor sweet melodies of varied songs, nor the fragrant smell of flowers, and ointments and spices, not manna and honey not limbs acceptable to embracements of flesh. None of these I love when I love my God, and yet I love a kind of light and melody and fragrance and meat and embracement when I love my God, the light, melody, fragrance, meat, embracement of my inner man, where there shineth unto my soul what space cannot contain, and there soundeth what time beareth not away, and there smelleth what breathing disperseth not and there tasteth what eating diminisheth not and there clingeth what satiety divorceth not this it is which i love when i love my god and what is this i asked the earth and it answered me i am not he and whatsoever are in it confessed the same i asked the sea and the depths AND THE LIVING CREEPING THINGS, AND THEY ANSWERED, WE ARE NOT THY GOD, SEEK ABOVE US. I ASKED THE MOVING AIR, AND THE WHOLE AIR WITH ITS INHABITANTS ANSWERED, AND Asimides WAS DECEIVED, I AM NOT GOD. I ASKED THE HEAVENS, SUN, MOON, STARS, NOR, SAY THEY, ARE WE THE GOD WHOM THOU SEEKEST. AND I REPLIED UNTO ALL THE THINGS WHICH encompass THE DOOR OF MY FLESH, YE HAVE TOLD ME OF MY GOD and ye are not he tell me something of him and they cried out with a loud voice he made us my questioning them was my thoughts on them and their form of beauty gave the answer and i turned myself unto myself and said to myself who art thou and i answered a man and behold in me there present themselves to my soul and body one without the other within but which of these ought i to seek my god i had sought him in the body from earth to heaven so far as i could send messengers and the beams of my eyes but the better is the inner for to it as presiding and judging all the bodily messengers reported the answers of heaven and earth and all things therein who said we are not god but he made us These things did my inner man know by the ministry of the outer. I, the inner, knew them. I, the mind, through the senses of my body. I asked the whole frame of the world about my God, and it answered me. I am not he, but he made me. Is not this corporeal figure apparent to all whose senses are perfect? Why then speaks it not the same to all? Animals, small and great, see it. But they cannot ask it, because no reason is set over their senses to judge on what they report. But men can ask, so that the invisible things of God are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, but by love of them they are made subject unto them, and subjects cannot judge. Nor yet do the creatures answer such as ask, unless they can judge. Nor yet do they change their voice, i.e. their appearance, If one man only sees, another, seeing, asks, so as to appear one way to this man, another to that. But appearing the same way to both, it is dumb to this, speaks to that, yea, rather it speaks to all, but they only understand, who compare its voice received from without, with the truth within. For truth saith unto me, Neither heaven, nor earth, nor any other body is thy God, this their very nature saith to them that seeth them they are a mass a mass is less in a part thereof than in the whole now to thee i speak o my soul thou art my better part for thou quickenest the mass of my body giving it life which no body can give to a body but thy god is even unto thee the life of thy life Chapter seven. WHAT THEN DO I LOVE WHEN I LOVE MY GOD? WHO IS HE ABOVE THE HEAD OF MY SOUL? BY MY VERY SOUL I WILL ASCEND TO HIM. I WILL PASS BEYOND THAT POWER WHEREBY I AM UNITED TO MY BODY AND FILL ITS WHOLE FRAME WITH LIFE. NOR CAN I BY THAT POWER FIND MY GOD, FOR SO HORSE AND mule THAT HAVE NO UNDERSTANDING MIGHT FIND HIM, SEEING IT IS THE SAME POWER WHEREBY EVEN THEIR BODIES LIVE but another power there is, not that only whereby I animate, but that too whereby I imbue with sense my flesh which the Lord hath framed for me, commanding the eye not to hear, and the ear not to see. But the eye, that through it I should see, and the ear, that through it I should hear. And to the other senses severally, what is to each their own peculiar seats and offices, which, being diverse, I, the one mind, do through them enact. I will pass beyond this power of mine also, for this also have the horse and the mule, for they also perceive through the body. CHAPTER eight. I will pass them beyond this power of my nature also, rising by degrees unto him who made me, and I come to the fields and spacious palaces of my memory, where are the treasures of innumerable images brought into it from things of all sorts perceived by the senses there is stored up whatsoever besides we think either by enlarging or diminishing or any other way varying those things which the senses hath come to and whatever else hath been committed and laid up which forgetfulness hath not yet swallowed up and buried when i enter there i require what i will to be brought forth and something instantly comes Others must be longer sought after, which are fetched, as it were, out of some inner receptacle. Others rush out in troops, and while one thing is desired and required, they start forth, as who should say, Is it perchance I? These I drive away with the hand of my heart, from the face of my remembrance, until what I wish for be unveiled, and appear in sight, out of its secret place. Other things come readily, in unbroken order, as they are called for, those in front making way for the following and as they make way they are hidden from sight ready to come when i will all which takes place when i repeat a thing by heart there are all things preserved distinctly and under general heads each having entered by its own avenue as light and all colours and forms of bodies by the eyes by the ears all sorts of sounds all smells by the avenue of the nostrils All tastes by the mouth, and by the sensation of the whole body, what is hard or soft, hot or cold, smooth or rugged, heavy or light, either outwardly or inwardly to the body. All these doth that great harbour of the memory receive into her numberless secret and inexpressible windings, to be forthcoming and brought out at need, each entering in by his own gate, and there laid up. Nor yet do the things themselves enter in only the images of the things perceived are there in readiness for thought to recall which images how they are formed who can tell though it doth plainly appear by which sense each hath been brought in and stored up for even while i dwell in darkness and silence in my memory i can produce colors if i will and discern betwixt black and white and what others i will nor yet do sounds break in and disturb the image drawn in by my eyes which i am reviewing though they also are there, lying dormant and laid up, as it were, apart. For these too I call for, and forthwith they appear. And though my tongue be still, and my throat mute, so can I sing as much as I will. Nor do those images of colours, which notwithstanding be there, intrude themselves and interrupt, when another store is called for, which flowed in by the ears. So the other things, piled in and up by the other senses, I recall at my pleasure yea i discern the breath of lilies from violets though smelling nothing and i prefer honey to sweet wine smooth before rugged at the time neither tasting nor handling but remembering only these things do i within in that vast court of my memory for there are present with me heaven earth sea and whatever i could think on therein besides what i have forgotten there also meet i with myself and recall myself and when where and what i have done and under what feelings there be all which i remember either on my own experience or others credit out of the same store do i myself with past continually combine fresh and fresh likenesses of things which i have experienced or from what i have experienced have believed and thence again infer future actions events and hopes and all these again I reflect on as present. I will do this or that, say I to myself, in that great receptacle of my mind, stored with the images of things so many and so great, and this or that will follow. Oh, that this or that might be! God avert this or that! So I speak to myself, and when I speak, the images of all I speak of are present, out of the same treasury of memory. Nor would I speak of any thereof, were the images wanting. Great is this force of memory, excessive great, O oh my God, a large and boundless chamber, who ever sounded the bottom thereof, yet is this a power of mine, and belongs unto my nature, nor do I myself comprehend all that I am. Therefore is the mind too straight to contain itself, and where should that be, which it containeth not of itself? Is it without it, and not within? how then doth it not comprehend itself a wonderful admiration surprises me amazement seizes me upon this and men go abroad to admire the heights of mountains the mighty billows of the sea the broad tides of rivers the compass of the oceans and the currents of the stars and pass themselves by nor wonder that when i spake of all these things i did not see them with mine eyes yet could not have spoken of them, unless I then actually saw the mountains, billows, rivers, stars, which I had seen, and that ocean which I believed to be, inwardly in my memory, and that, with the same vast spaces between, as I saw them abroad. Yet did not I by seeing draw them into myself, when with mine eyes I beheld them? Nor are they themselves with me, but their images only." and I know by what sense of the body each was impressed upon me. CHAPTER nine. Yet not of these alone does the unmeasurable capacity of my memory retain. Here also is all, learnt of the liberal sciences, and as yet unforgotten, removed as it were to some inner place, which is yet no place, nor are they the images thereof, but the things themselves. For what is literature?— and what the art of disputing how many kinds of questions there be whatsoever of these i know in such manner exists in my memory and that i have not taken in the image and left out the thing or that it should have sounded and passed away like a voice fixed on the ear by that impress whereby it might be recalled as if it sounded when it no longer sounded or as a smell while it passes and evaporates into the air affects the sense of smell whence it conveys into the memory an image of itself, which remembering, we renew, or as meat, which verily in the belly hath now no taste, and yet in the memory still in a manner tasteth, or as anything which the body by touch perceiveth, and which when removed from us the memory still conceives. For these things are not transmitted into the memory, but their images only are with an admirable swiftness caught up, and stored, as it were, in wondrous cabinets, and thence wonderfully by the act of remembering brought forth. CHAPTER ten. But now when I hear that there be three kinds of questions, whether the thing be, what is it, of what kind it is, I do indeed hold the images of the sounds of which these words be composed, and that those sounds, with a noise passed through the air, and now are not. But these things themselves which are signified by those sounds, I never reached with any sense of my body, nor ever discerned them otherwise than in my mind, yet in my memory have I laid up not their images, but themselves. Which how they entered into me, let them say if they can, for I have gone over all the avenues of my flesh, but cannot find by which they entered. For the eyes say, if those images were colored, we reported them. The ears say, if they sound, we gave knowledge of them. The nostrils say, If they smell they passed by us the taste says unless they have a savour ask me not the touch says if it have not size i handled it not if i handled it not i gave no notice of it whence and how entered these things into my memory i know not how for when i learned them i gave not credit to another man's mind but recognized them in mine and approving them for true i commended them to it laying them up as it were, whence I might bring them forth when I willed. In my heart then they were, even before I learned them, but in my memory they were not. Where then, or wherefore, when they were spoken, did I acknowledge them, and say, So it is, it is true, unless that they were already in the memory, but so thrown back and buried as it were in deeper recesses, that had not the suggestion of another drawn them forth, I had perchance been unable to conceive of them. End of Book 10 Chapter 10